Hi everyone, welcome to another episode about the truth about success. This is where we interview successful people from all around the world, all different walks of life, to find out their truths about success. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, this young gentleman, Mr. James Tanti, I got to tell you, is one of the people I respect the most in our business, in our industry. He has been in the business for over 30 years. He has been at the top of his game every year for 30 years. And not only that, his business has turned over $300 million so far and still counting. But what's also special about James is his personal mission. I just want to read this. His personal mission is to change lives, make a difference, and having fun while being in alignment with the values of faith, family, health, integrity, and empowerment. What a great uh, role model we have for us today. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Mr. James Tanti. Hi, James. Hey, how you doing, Al? Good to see everyone here. Yeah, good. Thank you for taking the time to be here. I know I think you're in Arizona right now, is it? You're on the road? Indeed, yes. Uh, yeah. Just uh, beautiful Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Well, Scottsdale's a beautiful place to be. So let's just get straight in. Uh, one of the first questions I've got here is uh, when people look at when people look and they see successful people, one of the things I would, they always think you're lucky or you were born successful because they've seen obviously the finished article. And um, what are your thoughts on that statement? Well, we uh, I think I am special. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, we we are all to begin. We're, we're all creatures of God and, and, and we're all special in our unique ways. Uh, but you know, nothing, nothing happens by accident. And, and it reminds me of the book grit by Angela Duckworth, where really the, the essence of grit is having a passion and applying that passion persistently over time. And that will trump natural talent. So there's, there's people that, often you see come and go that that have so much talent and uh maybe they get a fast start but the, but they just don't have that stickability and and truly i i think that is that might be the competitive advantage that um we've endured and that's uh we we don't quit we, but again you're talking about this person they're looking at you go james you know you're lucky you had it easy um when you have somebody say that to you, what do you say back to them? Well, yeah, we are lucky and it's labor under correct knowledge. And uh, um, a lot of people, they'll, they'll see the, the prize, but they, they don't see the price that you have to pay yeah. to get to the prize. Yeah. So I, I, I get what you mean. A lot of people don't want to put that time in. Uh, they want instant success. That's, you know, they want the results. And you tell them you're going to have to work a few years for this. They go, I don't know what I want to do. That. But so moving on from that. Um, so what was your childhood like? Well, once upon a time, I was a little boy and a teenager, young man. Uh, I, I had the privilege of, of growing up in a small town. I think there's some, some benefits to to being in a nice rural area. Our family uh, was, uh, we had a little little place uh, that was uh, away from town in, uh, in the coast, British Columbia, Canada. 
and uh, um, I have three brothers, two brothers, one older, one younger. I'm sandwiched in between. And uh, my parents, hardworking folk. My my dad was a, a, a the breadwinner, if you will, of the household. We didn't have a lot of financial abundance, but uh, we uh, we were a family. And uh, so you so you weren't born into a, a really rich family. You just came from a from a normal average background. Is that what you're saying? Rich in spirit. Okay, rich in spirit. Okay, and then so did you go to college? Did you go to university? Did you go down that line? Uh, yeah, yeah, went uh, uh, um, went into business and. Uh, uh, that was uh, a lot of fun, a lot of learning experiences, a lot of uh, late nights cramming. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just uh, um, I had had kind of a, a regular middle class upbringing and uh, learned learned the disciplines of hard work and and accepting responsibility. We had a small small uh, hobby farm, so uh, it's good childhood. So when you look back now in your, your, your childhood, your teenage days and growing up, are there any of the things that you can relate back to, to say during that period of time that now you realize helped shape you to be the business person you are today or the successful person you are today? I think growing up, I, I was always a little industrious and, and entrepreneurial. Um, I, I remember we, I, I seen somebody with a lemonade stand and I was like, I, I like that, that, that looks like a good idea. But what I didn't realize that you need customers. And so we're, we're at the end of this dirt road and uh, popped up a table and I was like, this is the best lemonade ever. And I think I drank most of the lemonade and waited two or three hours, seemed like all day long. Um, but I did have one customer. Fortunately, I, my price was double of what the competition was they really they really didn't have much choices where I was at so I was able to charge 50 cents um so yeah you know always uh, always did uh, kind of like side gigs uh piece work um even even as as young as age eight nine we we lived in in the woods so we would I, I would go up pick Salal and and uh, cash that in. They make flowers out of that stuff. My brother and I, we cut down trees, chop wood, and so um, always, always, you know, doing something to 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 generate a buck. So tell me, do you? Um, what made you go into business? What made you take that route? Well, I I, I I've had three real jobs. And uh, the during, during high school and uh, uh, through college, got laid off on two of those jobs. And then uh, one day I, I was coming out of the shower in, in college. My roommate uh, invited somebody over that was uh, showing a business plan. It was a network marketing thing. And, and I was like, this sounds pretty good. And uh, at the time I was uh, poor, hungry, determined, naive. And, uh, but I, I understood that you can make, uh, leverage your time through the efforts of other people. And that's kind of where I guess I took the first step into business and had incredible learnings. Um, and that's pretty much, I would say, how I got started in, in the world of business.
I like how you used the word you got incredible learnings, which means um, it didn't go very well to the beginning. There was a there was a hard learning process and a hard learning curve. So when you look now, I mean, okay, you've been in business now thirty years. You've been very successful. What would you say is been your biggest achievement and why? Biggest achievement? Well. Um... I would say biggest success has, has been married happily for, for 25 years, attracting uh, my soulmate and, and somebody I'm a I'm best friend with, somebody that I can pitch and catch with. And that's, uh, and, and somebody I can uh, have a, have a business with. It's been, uh, been extremely rewarding. Um that, you know, on a personal side, I would say that that's a huge achievement. And and nowadays, you know, people kind of throw in the towel and there's challenges in relationships, especially if you're working with your spouse. But I would say it's a huge win and it's a win every day and and uh, very grateful for that. Um, achievement wise, uh, there's been so many fun contests and challenges and things like that, that we've been able to accomplish. But I, I remember in the beginning days, I um, there was this ring, it was a gold ring and you could get diamonds in the ring and, and you're smiling. You probably seen some of those, those, those rings. And I was like, I've never, one. Is it, this one? Uh, it was another one, <laughs> but, uh, um, it, I was obsessed with it. I, I would go to sleep at night and I'd close my eyes. I'd see this ring and, and, uh, you know, all the, all these things about visualization and law of attraction <laughs> And uh, man, I got that ring and it was like, oh, it was a prize. It was like, I was so proud of that trophy. Yeah. Actually, I always think the, the when I look back, you, your first big win is the one that makes, because after a while you get, and I remember my first nice car I got, you know, the big leap from the, 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 the banger, the, 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 the scruffy car that's falling apart. And then you buy this one car that's like, newish you know it wasn't brand new but it was newish i mean that was that was just like man i've arrived that was that mm -hmm. now you can buy now you can buy a nice exotic car but you know you're not you're not making those big jumps it's just a yeah a so i get what you mean i get what you mean so moving from your thing and by the way what you mentioned there about marriage that is so special and uh, jl obviously has been a guest on uh, this show so if anybody wants to look that up, she's a fantastic lady. Uh, it's 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 there in the library. Just go search it out. But moving from that achievement and the things to excited, what what what's been your biggest challenges on the other side? Of well, every every day is a, a new and special, unique challenge. Um, uh, yeah, I would say that uh, a challenge of a, a test of faith would uh would have been back in the college days uh doing doing a solo parachute jump and wow. and uh and and it's it's a half a day where where you, you go to the base and uh, you see some people jumping and we've seen this guy who flared too early and he broke his leg and then they take us up in the plane after you see this person break their leg and uh, I was the first one, and, and, and there's no door. You crawl out on a wing. <laughs> You've got one foot in the door, one foot out the door, and and all you're doing is waiting for the tap. 
and you just you jump and and I do remember 85 miles an hour my flesh was peeled back and uh just taking that leap of faith and uh and just knowing that uh God will take care of me and and uh and also the parachute will <laughs> so um if you haven't jumped out of a plane don't do it um Oh no, I, I won't do it. I can assure you that will be not something. But you're more, you're kind of an adrenaline guy. You like all that stuff. I've seen you in jail go this uh, zip lining through the forest, doing all sorts of things. Um, you obviously get kicked from those type of those type of things. Yeah, yeah there's lots of uh, fun adrenaline adventures. We've been on walking on fire, doing trapezes, all sorts of crazy stuff. But uh, jumping out of a plane is kind of wild. Um, I would say challenge in business, though, Io, would 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 have been uh, in the days when we first started, we were just getting traction. And uh, we uh, the revenue was coming in. We were building our team. And uh, we, we, we bought our first house, we bought our first building, we had staff hired and things, things were, were rolling along. And my wife read this book, Who Moved My Cheese? And, yeah. uh, and uh, we, we felt, hey, if we're going to grow this thing bigger and better and stronger, we, we need to figure out where more cheese is. And uh, so we left our business in Canada and we started from scratch in the u.s and and uh uh you know it was literally that the hard part wasn't not having the knowledge it was really starting all over and and not having people or staff you can delegate to and and you know ground up that uh it was a challenge but it uh it's it was definitely humbling to take uh three steps back to take a hundred steps forward so you had to buy, how many years had you been in business when you made that move? Uh, we had our office open for three years. Three years. So after three years, you made the decision. What was the, this? So you made the decision to move to California. That Was that because you, you saw that obviously as a bigger business opportunity, but then you had to make the sacrifice of leaving everything behind and starting again? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we you know, we, no, not even credit. You're starting from scratch, new new immigrant. Yeah. So, you know, that, I mean, that's intriguing because a lot of people are caught in a position and they just won't make that sacrifice, which is what it is, or take that step where you say you got to go back two, three steps to come back stronger. Why do you think that is? Well, um, it, it, I, I think it's you have to take a look at the bigger picture of things and uh, short term pain is it's worth the long term gain if you see if you know why you're doing what you're doing and you and you see uh, where you're going, you, you have to look beyond the hurdle. And, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes there will be uh, challenges, obstacles, roadblocks, and and you just got to you got to look above and beyond. So how do you handle failure or rejection? Because I mean, that's that's the, that's what stops most people from being successful is they get some failure, they get some rejection and that holds them back. How, how, do, you, how do you handle it? Well, it, it, no, everybody feels fear. It, it doesn't matter, you know, what 
what levels of achievement or accolades that that you've accomplished. It's uh, it's really the meaning that you give to to failure or or rejection, and and um, fail. I never see failure as failure; only as an opportunity to learn and grow, and uh, develop develop skills and and improve and perfect performance. And sometimes failure is just an opportunity to develop your sense of humor. And so it just <laughs> kind of reframing it for a meaning where you're not taking it personally. It's not bruising your ego and uh, um, understand that you got to feel the fear and, and, and do it anyway. And you do, and you, and you do it and you condition a reflex and then, and then really it's, it's, you don't think about it. It's a habit. But I suppose when you get to, when you learn to deal with that, over and over again, you, it becomes a habit of how you respond. You know, I love that saying where life is 10% what happens, 90% how you respond. So you learn how to respond it. And you, you talked about how you give meaning it's, to that failure. Just elaborate on that a bit more. So I imagine I, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a promotion and I'm working hard and I've tried three times and I've been knocked back three times and I haven't got the promotion. How would I deal with that? Well, you know, we uh, fortunately we we have a bundle of emotions that we can feel. Uh, we can positive or negative emotions, and and uh, they're all gifts. We can't always be happy, but but when we're in a moment uh, where we're frustrated or feel defeated, we we just don't we we just can't stay there, and and we we have to ask better questions we have to we have to control our 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 state uh change our focus sometimes moving our body sometimes getting going for a run to change our state if ever you're in a position where you're down and disillusioned and depressed or whatever you you, you can't stay there you can feel the you can feel that feeling it's okay but but you got to shift gears and so ask ask better questions and sometimes you just don't feel resourceful. So you can, you can, you know, go, go exercise, breathe. And then that changes the, the endorphins changes, uh, everything. And, um, then start really changing your focus and saying, you know, what, what's good about this situation. And then sometimes you're, you, you got stinking thinking and you go, well, what could be good? And, and 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 you start moving in the right direction yeah it, it, it is i mean i suppose if you you know like we're, we're we're talking now you're looking at the screen and if you look at the screen sometimes you can get so intense but it's amazing when you just take your eyes away from something that's in front of you and you just look further afield how more relaxed you are so it's, it's just changing the changing your environment changing your state of mind is probably one of the first steps to you being able to make that change and then reassessing what you've got to do. So talking about success, because the, the, the heading of our thing is the truths about success. What are your truths? If you were sitting down, you were talking to someone, uh, I know you've got grandchildren. Now imagine you were sitting down talking to your grandchildren. They're now 20 years old. And you say, let me tell you the truths about success. What would you say to them? 
Okay, so this I'm putting the grandfather hat on right now, right? I, I, wait, your grandchildren are not 20 years old, so no, no, no they're little. They're, 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 they're little, so they 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 have the attention span about uh, 0.1 seconds. So uh, even if I gave them words of wisdom, they they'll be off to the next thing. Um, uh, you know, when people look at success, I think they they look at the material aspect of success in most cases, or they, they take a look at, you know, hitting the goals, making the numbers, you know, reaching this, this uh, pinnacle of achievement or, or, or whatever it might be. Um, but I think there's a, another part of it and that's enjoying the process. And, and so uh, there, there's kind of the science where you set the goal and, and you do whatever it takes and you get it done. And then there's, there's also the art of it. And the art of it is um, really being in alignment with your values and finding a way to make it fun and, and enjoy and enjoy the process. So, you're, so if you were to narrow it down to two or three tips, what would those tips be? Two or three tips. Um, well, it's it's a, a balance between the uh, the science of achievement and and the art of fulfillment. And and um, uh, we, I, I think you know, life is a game, and and we all we all want to play to win. And uh, it's it's okay to lose a game here or there. And most importantly, we we just uh, we we can have we can have tons of money in the bank account, and at the end of the day, you can feel empty. But I I believe true success is 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 being wealthy in in all aspects, being emotionally wealthy, meaning you you're fulfilled, you feel you feel great, you know that you're contributing to the greater good, and you are making a difference. And, uh, and if you have a, a ton of cash stashed away at the same time, um, uh, and, and you've, you've reached those other materialistic goals, and you can share that with, with family and friends, um, that, I would say, is the truth of success. And that's, uh, I love the, the fact that you say it's the person you become in the process. We we don't seem from the outside looking when you're looking up and you're looking at successful people, we see the success, but like I say, that's measured materially, but we don't see the person, that person from where they started to who they become today. And I think that, that for me has been a massive thing from sleeping on a French chair to where I am today. And it's more of the person they become. And, you, and I think if you hold on to that, that gets you to, the other the material things i think people don't understand that that's what actually gets you the real success that then gets you the material things that personal development the person you become so in fulfillment um what gives you your greatest fulfillment then right now well you, you being a, being a uh, a parent is always fulfilling uh being a grandparent is even more fulfilling uh, because you just get all the joy and pleasures and, and you don't have to deal with the diapers and, and all the, the screaming and, and sleepless nights and stuff like that. But I would say that uh, another aspect of the fulfillment is, is helping other people achieve their goals. 
is uh, being able to coach, mentor, and challenge people through whatever limiting doubts that beliefs they might have and get them to break through and, and become a better version of themselves and, and see a transformation where their life becomes better and that ripple effect perpetuate. And I think that would be the ultimate fulfillment because uh, the payment you receive is uh, the gratification knowing that you're helping others. Yeah, well, so right, so right. I mean, one of the things I talk about in the Y-Fact Academy is the, you know, our, our mission is to empower people to take action. But I've always loved that saying, feed a man a fish, you feed him for a day, teach him how to fish and you feed him for life. Yeah. And uh, us empowering other people for them to be successful, it's just so fulfilling, so fulfilling. So if we move from success to why do you, to the opposite side, which is fail. why do people fail, do you think? Why do people not excel and, and get to the potential they're capable of getting to? Well, I would say not knowing what you really want. It's funny, you will ask people, hey, what do you want? And they might tell you, hey, this is what I don't want. Or you ask them, hey, what do you really want? They go, well, and then they go around in circles and, and they're not really clear on it. And I would say, first and foremost, the starting point is know what you want with detail, specific, so that you can see it, you can feel it, you can know it in your heart and in your fiber of being. And so it becomes a part of you. Knowing, being super ultra clear on, on what you want. That would be number one. And, and um, you know, we are in a business environment where things are changing so much. And so uh, people that don't adapt to change, they don't embrace change, they, they die. They become irrelevant. It's, it's a, you see mega fortune 500 companies that they, they don't adapt to change that, you know, we're too big to fail. And, and it's not true, you know, disruption is happening everywhere. So we have to be open to adjust and, and change with the times. Again, absolutely. I mean, my, one of my philosophies of life is life is about evolving to be the best you, you can be. Uh, you've got to constantly be changing because the world is changing too. And if you don't, if you don't keep up with the world, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna be left behind. But you know, you talk about um, people not being focused, not being clear. I know we've done, you and I've done a lot of projects. We've done about that vision, having that vision, yeah, uh, in a vision board. How how important is that? Well, without a vision, people will perish. Right. And vision is is really more of a longer term goal, if you will. It's being able to see. It's being able to see where you're going and seeing in many cases is is believing. And, and we have to believe in possibilities. Sometimes we sometimes we have self-doubt. Sometimes we doubt ourselves. If we see other people doing it, it inspires us that, hey, we can do it, too. If other people haven't done it yet and you're a pioneer walking you know, walking in a path, uh, you, you have to have a vision. You have to see uh, a further ahead than anybody else. And, and that's usually three to five, sometimes 10 years down the road. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that vision board is so important. I mean, we did it in our goal setting exercise. I know you do it, you encourage it. And to anybody listening now, so just 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 taking some of the nuggets you've given us here, you're saying you've got to have clarity. The reason people don't make it is they're not really clear of where they're going. That's like jumping in your car and you're going somewhere and you don't put the destination in and that into that GPS and sat now. So that's one key point, isn't it? Knowing exactly where you want to go and then getting a clear vision, clear details of exactly what you want. So, uh, so we use the example, if you want to buy a car, is what type of car, what model, what color, what leather, what wheels, whatever. You want that detail, as much detail. How important is that detail to achieving the goal? Well, the, the more more specific, the better. And, and I think it, ultimately whatever the goal is knowing what you want seeing it in living color literally you want to see it in a movie so it is it is totally completely real to you and uh breaking it down into whatever the action plan is to to achieve it it usually boils down into an activity that's going to generate a specific revenue or profit or profit that will convert into whatever this particular uh, outcome is so talking about that, I mean, one of the things I, I looked at when I was when I was coming through from nothing, I, I looked for role models, people who um, how much, that I could, I was in harmony with them, their personality, we were sort of like in tune. And, you know, you I studied them and you don't have to have a role model that you know, you're, you're just a mentor, you know, you can mentor, they can mentor you from afar. Did you have any mentors in your career? Oh, tremendous. And, and the way a mentor works is you're right. It's, it's somebody that you have to respect somebody that will inspire you to greatness that will inspire you to go outside of your comfort zone. And, and you, you, there'll be a point where your mentor is like, thank you. And then you need to move on to the next mentor. So it, it might be in a specific area of life. Maybe you, you want to improve your physical health. And, and you, you have a mentor in that area. Maybe it's in relationships. Maybe it's in your, your finances. Maybe you can, you can generate uh, revenue, but you're not necessarily retaining profits, or maybe you're not investing or, or making, having your money work for you. So I, it's, I think it's vital to, to have mentors because it, it, it pushes us to become more. So, Looking at the world we're in today, and we've just, you know, we've had a very tough couple of years. Some people have really had a tough time. Some have come through it. And, you know, the current turmoil in the world, we're not talking politics here, but there is so much turmoil and negativity around. How, how do you stay focused with all that going on around? Hmm. Well, um, there's always turmoil. <laughs> And, and, and uh, there's a flavor of the day. And, and if I look back from when I was a kid, there was challenges then that were in the moment that they were the worst of times. And as, as Dickens says, these are the best of times and these are the worst of times. And uh, I think a lot of that really has to do with what we're focusing on. Um, I'm definitely not downplaying the pandemic. It, it was it was uh, very hard and, and tragic in many ways for um, so many people. But if we put that in perspective, 
we have 50% of people right now at risk of heart disease and one in three people at risk of cancer and, and diabetes is a epidemic of all proportions. And, you know, we can focus on the problem, but ultimately I believe we need to be the solution and we need to be a beacon of light and, and focus on positivity and not get distracted by the viral nature of media. Media, media's job is to get people's attention. How do you get people's attention? You shock people. And how do you shock people is you show them negativity and you can get down a, a path of a rabbit hole and just believe that, oh, it's the worst of times. You know, we're, we're actually getting into endemic, which some people will say, oh, well, that's positive. But then there's a war and then there's the stock market pulling back and then there's unemployment and then the Fed's going to be in, in increasing interest rates. And, and it's... Yeah, you just you gotta stay focused on what's important now and and not get distracted by all the noise out there because there is a tremendous amount of noise. And and you know, when when we talk about comparing with where we're at now, we we are we are blessed. We have more freedom, more choices, more opportunity today than ever before in history. Statistics will show it. Statistics will will show it. So I think it's so important to, to not get disillusioned and distracted and, and really stay focused on all the goodness that's out there. Okay, as we're coming to the, to the end of this, uh, what are your two or three tips if you were, uh, with somebody starting out, what would you, what advice would you give them? <sighs> hmm. Well, goals are so important. Like it, it sounds cliche, but you, you, you've got to know what you want and, and, and why you want it. Um, uh, you know, a lot of times people going, oh, it's hard. It's, this is hard. And, and uh, Richard Branson, who's, who's from the UK, which you, I'm, I believe you've met, uh, he has a saying, uh, uh, work, uh, play and work. It's, it's all the same. It's all about living. And, and when your, your vocation is a vacation, you never work. And so I, I believe that if you're starting out and you're passionate about what you do, you're in a good place. You, uh, it's so important to, to, to do what you love and love what you do. And if you don't get out and do something that you like, otherwise you're working and it's, it's just a job, but you can't, you can't just, you know, go around playing without, you know, earning without being productive. Right. And so your, your passion you, you want to be the best you can be at whatever your passion is and you, and you need to monetize it. And, uh, and, and you have to take a look, Hey, how can I, how can I time is money? So how can I make the most amount of income for my time? And, and, and it, that's really a business principle is how do I leverage time to make more money and then um, uh, work hard it takes work and, yep. and you, you, you got to have that massive action plan and you got to put the pedal to the metal and you got to go and you got to go and you got to go and you got to keep on going. And then when you get there, you raise the bar and you take a look at something that's new and uh, you know, or otherwise you plateau and yeah. you're on a downward climb. Yeah. You know, you just reminded me of um, uh, the home I had. I had this home, 14 acres of 
of, of grounds. It was landscape, you know, beautiful home and everything. This guy came to see me one day and he was admiring the house. And he said, man, he said, if I had a home like this, I'd never, I'd never go out. I'd just be here all the time. I said, well, he says, I said, well, then you'll never get a house like this. Because <laughs> if you don't go to work, it's not going to happen. But I like that key nugget you just mentioned that, you know, we only have 24 hours in a day. So you've got to improve your skill and your worth so you can increase how much you make per hour. Because you only have 25. And you only do that really by leveraging yourself and, and, and growing and, and building people in the team around you. So you've got people who say, well, you know, James, I've been working at this, you know, for five years now, I still haven't had a breakthrough. Mm. What advice would you give to them? I'd say, hey, you're a late bloomer. No, truth, truth, truth of the matter is, is uh, you, never, you never know when the levee's going to break. And if you, if you believe in the mission, you believe in the product, you believe in the company, and you believe you're doing the right thing, just, just keep on doing it and keep on doing it and keep on doing it. And, and if it's not working, find out who is making it work and, and borrow their, their tactics and their techniques. You know, it's a very simple thing, modeling, right? Sometimes we, we get so focused on doing our own thing and we get in our own little silo and doing doing the wrong thing over and over and over and expecting different results, well, it's total insanity. So if there's other people in your industry that are crushing it, is uh, take them out for lunch, pick their brain, find out what's working, see see one of their presentations, and and uh, model what works. And 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 the truth of the matter is is businesses fail businesses will fail for primarily two reasons, lack of knowledge or lack of resources, which would be capital, could be money or time. And so if you're in a business where there is knowledge, be a student and absorb the knowledge and, and, and be hungry for knowledge and, and apply that knowledge. And, and if there is best practices at work, just duplicate it. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. And then, resources what you what you lack in money you make up for effort and when you're in business startup you're ceo you're you're doing uh product distribution you're your number one salesperson you're sweeping the floors you're you're doing your social media you, you're startup mode and uh that's a beautiful time because at some point you have to delegate that to somebody else to do and so you need experience in that area so um, stick with the fight while your heart is hit. It's when things go wrong that you mustn't quit. Believe in possibilities and keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Yeah, and again, another thing you reminded me of, it was that saying, is it the definition of insan insanity to continue doing what's not working, but to expect a different result. You've tried it, it's not working, but you never go and ask for help or sit down and say, hey, is this really working? And if it's not working, being able to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, it's not working. I need help. I need help. Okay, so James, as we come to a close, was it worth it? Was it worth all the hard work, the sacrifices, and there's still hard work involved because once you become successful, you still have to work hard 
to stay at it was was it worth it was it worth it you're 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 asking a question which presupposes i've arrived um uh not quite the journey continues the journey continues and uh um i would say you know first and foremost we're we're so fortunate we're so grateful um and um i would say we're rich rich in you know emotionally rich rich uh in health uh financially we've we've we were very fortunate to have financial abundance and some people say hey you know but um uh money is not everything or money cannot buy happiness and um i'll disagree and and the reason why i disagree is you give money to somebody that really really needs it and you see them smile and you know that it can and so so if if you if you don't do it for yourself do it for others yeah and 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 when you can give and and give unconditionally with without expecting back is it worth it yeah absolutely when you when you can help other people uh, share that same entrepreneurial spirit and, and, uh, do the same thing. And, and they turn around and say, thank you. Thank you for believing me. Thank you for giving me a helping hand. Thank you for, for nudging me when I, when I needed it the most. And so those would be the true fruits of, of the efforts of, of going the extra mile. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that because like I say, it's touching people's lives and making a difference. And once you have abundance for yourself, it's also you help other people and teach those other people to help others from there. It's making a difference. So your 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 personal. What's your favorite dish? What do you? What's your favorite dish? What's my favorite food? Um, yeah. Well. <sighs> we've we've traveled the world and and we've dined at the finest michelin restaurants and tasted from the best chefs and and uh full circle i, I like healthy home-cooked meals and and i've i've been uh predominantly plant-based for 20 years now and i i believe that number one you need the right ingredients and uh the freshest organic if possible you need the right technique and you need the right equipment. And so you, 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 you can't cheap out on the equipment. You need no. a good set of cookware. But I truly believe my, my favorite dish is I, I love veggies and uh, they got to be cooked right. And uh, I believe home cooked meals way to go. Yeah. And if you're going to cook, you have to cook with salad master. That's the key. <laughs> That's the key. That's the key. So um, your hobby, what's your, do you have any hobbies? Um, you, you know, I, I like chilling in, in, the, in the, the backyard and just listen to the waterfalls. Uh, I like jumping on, uh, uh, I used to mountain bike more. Now I got one of those, uh, full suspension e-bikes and, uh, I'm telling you it's, there's so much fun screaming down the mountain. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I like to exercise. I, I like hanging out with grandkids. I, I like, Sipping on good wine, um, great food, hanging out with friends. How are you talking? Well, James, look, I appreciate your time today. I know you're in Scottsdale, 
So Scottsdale, Arizona, is it's a really nice place to be. What do you like about Scottsdale? Um, it's uh, it, the weather this time of year is incredible. Um, uh, the desert lifestyle, as long as it's not too hot, is really cool. There's golf courses all over place, and uh, um, uh, uh, there's uh, a lot of palm trees, and a lot of cactuses, and a lot a lot of money. Scottsdale's got the money. Yeah, we just opened, just celebrated opening a new office in the neighborhood. Wow, fantastic. Congratulations. Well, James, thank you for being on the call today. Uh, any last advice, tip you want to finish this up? Well, you, you got to be patient, right? For anything that's worthwhile is going to take some time and effort and energy. And just, just be patient, be, be persistent, keep on keeping on, um, uh, take the advice that, that those that have been on the path that you're on right now and be, be lean, stay lean. When you start making money, don't go running out there, buying a bunch of expensive stuff, big house and big mortgage and all these, these payments and stuff like that. Just stash, stash the cash, stash the cash. Cause initially you, you work hard for money and, and then, you, you get enough money where you can leverage your time and get other people to, to help you keep the machine going. And then ultimately what you want to do is you want to have your money working hardest for you. And uh, that's, that's my advice. You know, keep the faith, believe it's possible, believe in the power of possibilities and uh, be gritty. Just keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. And uh, we'll see you at the top. You're the top. Thank you. And I like your definition of a PhD. You have to have a PhD, which is, what's that? Is it poor, hungry, and? And determined. You got to stay hungry. Stay hungry, my friends. Stay hungry. Well, thank you, Mr. James Dante. Thank you again for being on the call. This is great, guys. You've heard from one of the, the most successful people out there to over $300 million nuggets. All we're trying to do here, the truth about success, is just give you exposure to people who are successful. And like James says, it's not that you've arrived. This is something you continue. Success is not something you get to. You have to maintain it and uh, keep doing it. Uh, so take these truths, go and study, play this back again, listen to those nuggets and begin to keep a journal as you go through this of those key points that just trigger you. So any time of the day, you can just pull out, pull, pull out your notebook and say, hey, this is action point one. I need to be doing that. I need to be thinking like this. You know, nobody is better than you. The people doing things you are not doing, they study things, they put in some apprenticeship, they put 40 hours, 400, 4,000 hours into something, you've only put one hour, you are not going to be as good as that person. So look, anybody can do this. It's, it's about having that faith, determination, staying focused, but hard work. You know, you, you, you're not going to achieve success without hard, hard work. The two go together. And then once you've made it, you heard what James said, start saving that money, stash the cash, and then let your cash start working for you. When you get to that point, you're in a different world and life is good. So stay safe, stay strong. Thank you, James. Thank you uh, for being on the call. And I look forward to seeing you guys somewhere on another Zoom or meeting or podcast somewhere else. Thank you.